When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, it's basketball now, incredibly popular game in New Zealand, and it's really getting global reach now. Um, one of the men that's uh, really behind this big movement and been very successful at it, our very own host of Hoopheads here on SENZ and also Hoopheads on Sky Sport, Justin Nelson. Busy man. Thanks for joining us, Justin. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Um, Toihi starts tomorrow, but so does the Rapid League. What is the Rapid League? Yeah, new innovation. It's, uh, it's, it's kind of nervous and exciting all at the same time to see something new come to life and really looking forward to, to Rapid League hitting the court for the first time. Essentially what it is, is it's a four-by-four-minute game prior to the main game, of course, which is Toihi. Mm-hmm. And the only players who can play in the Rapid League game are the seven players coming off the bench in the Toihi game. So the five starters announced for the Toihi game, they cannot play in the Rapid League game. And to add a slice of legitimacy, you get three points, three match points for winning a Toihi game, and you get one match point for winning a Rapid League game. So vitally important that teams go out there and play to win. Wow, that that's... That's a, that's a innovative, Justin. Um, to, and I actually think it's really cool. You get three and one, um, which I guess would stop the temptation of putting one of your starters into the rapid game to try and get that point. Well, I think that's one of the things that we're going to sit back and watch evolve, just how teams adapt and what they try and do and let the first season you know, get through and then we can uh, have a look at it and tweak it. Uh, if teams do want to risk starters, you know, or, or regular starters in, in Rapid League. That's something that they're going to have to contend with. Uh, it's going to be really fascinating to see how coaches and players adapt uh, and uh, and go about putting their squads together. But I think the best thing about Rapid League, uh, potentially, what we're going to see now is we're going to see a lot of these rising Kiwi players, a lot of this young talent that's coming through the system. And we're going to see those players getting an opportunity rather than being stuck on the bench. You know, fans and viewers, they want to see these players hit the court. We're now going to see that in a major way. Yeah, that's really cool. Uh, you know, I look at um, like the breakers and uh, our Nuggets man, Timmins, just spends 99% of the season on the bench. And I, ju- I just want to have a look at him. I just want to have a look at him. So this this Rapid League addresses that, and I think that's fantastic. I'm actually going to jump right to where I was going to ask you about some players at the end. But the Rapid League will suit players. There's a 16-year-old, Bailey Flavel, Judd Flavel's daughter, very, very exciting prospect. She's going to get meaningful court time. Yeah, absolutely. And and what it does is it fast tracks the development of these players. You know, in the past we could see them stuck on a bench for three, four, five years and get disgruntled, maybe walk away and potentially we don't get to see the talent blossom. And importantly for the tall ferns in this instance, you know, Guy Malloy, the national coach, he's really excited about this uh, this rapid league concept because he's going to see his future stars develop so much quicker 
And hopefully what that will do is that will add a lot of depth to the national team program. So it's an exciting innovation. It's new and it's different. I think we're all going to sit down with some level of fascination and see how it unfolds. Yeah, really good for the national age group stuff because these world championships for age groups and they're going to get some meaningful competition, which is which is just brilliant. Uh, six personal fouls as well. Uh, part of me thought, is that because they foul too much and so you're just giving them a bit more leniency? Um, <laughs> why have you brought in six personal fouls? Well, six personal fouls exist in the WNBA at the moment, which is a 40-minute game. So it's not new, unlike Rapid League, which is a world first. Uh, six personal fouls, has uh, it's in competitions around the world now. I think what we're trying to do and what we're having a look at is an opportunity to keep the star players on the court longer. The fans pay money to go and see the stars. People switch on the TV to see the stars. Now that we've got Rapid League, where you see the rising talent, for the main game, we want to see the stars. There's eight WNBA players coming into Tohihi this season, which is quite amazing to have that level of international talent. If we were sitting here today talking about any other sport up and down the country with the level of international talent coming from the best women's basketball league in the world, we'd be falling over ourselves. So to have those players coming in, there's also eight, I think it's eight of the current tall ferns that just competed at the uh, at the FIBA Asia Cup. To have those players coming in as well, the fans and the viewers want to see the star. Six fouls is going to help keep those players on the court longer. How on earth have we managed to get eight WNBA players? As you say, the world's best league. How have we managed to get eight of them here? Yeah, it's a great question. I think there's three things that I come back to with what Tohihi has immediately done uh, and remember, basketball's a global game. This is an international game of the highest level alongside football. And, of course, we're about to see the FIFA World Cup on our own shores. But alongside football, basketball is a truly global game. So I think the things that stand out to me as to why they're coming here to play, so number one, pay parity. So the players are being paid at the same level as the men. What an exceptional situation for basketball in this country to be in. The second one, it's a short, sharp season. It's one and done in, uh, what, 19 weeks. It fits perfectly before the European season. So these players come here with an opportunity to earn some money, get themselves geared up, and then they head off to Europe for what is usually a grueling six-month season. And then I think the third thing stands out for itself. You get the opportunity to come to New Zealand for 10 weeks, either as a visitor or a tourist or an athlete, you're absolutely going to take that opportunity. And I think that's a highlight for these players. They want to come and see New Zealand. The calendar, I thought it would have fit into the calendar. Was that intentional by um, by the organisers of this, this league saying, hey, if we play it here, we've got a good chance of bringing some quality? Yeah, it was. Taihi was originally a model um, that, that came to mind back when I was working at the NBL in 2020. So it was actually two years in the making before we actually got it on court. And the timing of the season was critical. We had to make sure that we uh, fitted in a window where the best talent, both internationally and also importantly for homegrown players for Kiwis, could come back home and play without it conflicting or clashing with some of the bigger you know, and more advanced professional leagues around the world. So the timing was a critical part of the model. 
We see the likes of uh, Eva Langton coming. She's a university player in the States. I've had her on the show in the past, a wonderful young woman. Uh, Paris Mason, who you had on Hoopheads the other night, which was just yeah. a brilliant interview, um, a Central Pulse netball player, and she'll be knocking on the door to the Silver Ferns as well. Um, great to have players like that. And then the 16-year-old Bailey Flavel, and then the WNBA players as well. It's a real cross-section of basketball talent. Yeah, it is, and it's growing. Um, the number of uh, young Wahine who are playing over in collegiate basketball in the U.S. is growing by the year. Astronomical numbers, you know, there's more than 100 Kiwis, sure. both male and female, heading to the U.S. every year to play basketball, which is quite extraordinary uh, when you sit back and you think about it from a population of 5 million. And, you know, New Zealand bats above its weight uh, when it comes to a lot of sport, and certainly basketball is no different. The Tall Blacks are about to go to the World Cup. Uh, of course, the Tall Ferns have just played at the FIBA Asia Cup, and they took down Korea, ranked 12 in the world. Uh, so definitely with the depth of talent that's coming through, uh, and things like Rapid League and some of these innovations, you know, the, the six fouls, let's see how that goes. We've got the Sky City Player Timeout, of course, that's now in the Men's and Women's League. That's an exciting new element you know, for fans and for viewers and for players to uh, to get involved with. And we're seeing some really exciting finishes in the Sellers NBL uh, on a weekly basis uh, that has the player timeout featuring heavily in it. So all of these things are uh, increasingly adding to the thirst that we have for the game. And I think what we'll see is greater depth, more talent coming through. And I think those world rankings will lift for the Tall Blacks and the Tall Ferns as a result in the future. The popular, popularity of basketball in New Zealand, it, it's, it's, it's huge. It, it just keeps exploding and exploding. And I remember quite some time ago, I'm going to say it was maybe six years ago, I was talking to the head of North Harbour Basketball and he said there's just not enough courts for the amount of kids that want to play. Um, how do we address that? Because if a kid wants to play basketball, we want them to play. Yeah, look, it's the number one consumption sport on a weekly basis. For Kiwis and consumption can be everything from playing to watching to fantasy uh, to you know PlayStation to wagering to all of those things. It is number one on a weekly basis for under 35s and it's growing. It's increasing uh, year on year. If I think back to my time in Australia before I came to New Zealand, clearly the biggest difference is facilities. You know, in in Melbourne, for instance. Uh, there's 20, 30 stadiums that are 3,000-plus seats scattered around wow. suburban Melbourne. Uh, most cities here in New Zealand, there's one. You know, you're lucky if you've got one stadium uh, in a city that can that can do that, and certainly in the regional areas as well. So it's a big task, and I know that, you know, Dylan Boucher and his team at Basketball New Zealand are tackling that head-on. Uh, we need to build more facilities. Uh, we need to get... Um, you know, modern facilities. So even those facilities that are out there, it's important that they're upgraded because creature comfort for the fans is uh, is vitally important as well. And finally, Justin Nelson joining us, a host of Hoopheads here on SENZ alongside Casey. Um, you mentioned the global game. Well, it truly is now, and I know how much work you've put into it, but people are watching our leagues, our basketball leagues, our athletes worldwide, and like proper worldwide, USA, big market, Europe, big market. How hard has it been to get it onto the TV screens, onto the streaming services so it is truly globally watched, our competition here in Aotearoa? 
Yeah, it's been a journey. I mean, this is my fifth year here in the country, and um, you know, one of the, one of the the critical things for us from day one back in 2019 uh, when I arrived was to ensure that our basketball was competitively balanced to make sure that it was exciting. Every fan in every sport uh, should be able to turn on the TV or head to a stadium or an arena and have a genuine belief that their team has a chance to win. And I think that's one of the key things that we have flipped on its head and uh, turned it into a positive in, in basketball in this country. You've only got to look at the current NBL competition heading into the last round and just how exciting that is. But what that does is it then becomes more of an interest to fans and viewers outside of the country. Globally, all of a sudden, people start taking an interest and watching on. There's no doubt that back in 2020, uh, through COVID, when we came up with the really unique bubble concept where every team stayed in Auckland and, and, and played on a nightly basis in Auckland. Uh, we had that player draft, you remember that back in 2020. What that did is it attracted the attention of the Americans and that's when ESPN joined us and they're still with us today, which is quite amazing and, and credit to everybody uh, throughout basketball in New Zealand that we can still attract that attention. And then what we've been able to do, you know, through the coverage on Sky Sport, is we've been able to take that to the world through FIBA as well. So no matter where you are, any corner of the globe, uh, country big or small, uh, you're able to get online and you're able to watch the games. Give us one or two of these NBA stars that we haven't seen before that are must-watch telly. Well, Stephanie Watts has been signed by the Tokamanawa Queens, who are the, the reigning champions. Uh, in the uh, in the Tohi competition, she's picked ten. I mean, she's a top ten pick in the WNBA draft by the Los Angeles Sparks. I mean, that is quite remarkable uh, that we've got someone like Stephanie uh, coming to our shores and uh, and playing in Tohi. But she's only one of eight WNBA players, as I mentioned before. So, if you want to get out and you want to see some of the elite athletes, some of the stars of the game on a global stage including our Kiwis. I mean, Panina Davidson just made the uh, the All-Star 5 at the FIBA Asia Cup. Uh, if you want to get out and you want to see some of the very, very best female players uh, in the world, get out and see a uh, Tohi game. It's going to be an exciting season. Sure is, and they're great humans as well. Hey, Justin, uh, big thanks for everything you do for the basketball game here in New Zealand. Can't wait for this uh, Tohi competition to get underway. Five teams stacked full of talent, stacked full of entertainment and the Rapid League is only going to be candles on an already iced cake. I think it's going to be exceptional. I like your analogy. Well done. (laughs) Good on you.